You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the lands we record this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, as well as the Wanarua and the Gamilaroi people. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move, and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Siobhan Moran McFarlane and welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. Here are the evening news headlines for Monday, July 11. As the number of COVID-19 infections continues to spiral in Queensland, state authorities have revealed that an outbreak has been detected on a cruise ship docked in Brisbane. Both crew and passengers on the Coral Princess have been infected, forcing Princess Cruises to offer refunds to those booked on its next 12-day cruise. Queensland Health Minister Yvette Daath says passengers are isolating at home or in other accommodation, while authorities are helping the company manage infected staff on board. It comes as the state continues to battle a third wave of the virus, with 41,000 active cases and nearly 800 people in hospital, 10 of whom are in intensive care. The federal government has been forced to defend its decision to end pandemic leave payments for people infected with COVID-19 who need to remain in isolation and away from work for seven days. Federal Health Minister Mark Butler argues that the payments which ended on June 30 were never meant to be permanent and even though case numbers are increasing nationally, the payments needed to end at some point, saying these are the hard decisions you have to make when you're $1 trillion in debt. An inquiry into how former Deputy New South Wales Premier John Barillaro was given a top trade job has heard the woman originally chosen for the role was told it would be given to someone else as a present. Jenny West, the former Deputy Secretary of Investment New South Wales, gave evidence detailing the recruitment process for the role in New York that comes with a half a million dollars a year taxpayer-funded salary. She says she felt so confused and shocked in October when the CEO of Investment New South Wales, Amy Brown, told her she no longer had the job just a month after it was offered to her, saying, Ms Brown said the position, and this is a quote, will be a present for someone. I went in four weeks from getting ready with my family to go overseas for three years to being told I wouldn't have a job. Documents made public last week show Ms West's appointment was signed off by Investment Minister Stuart Ayres in August before Mr Barillaro requested to convert the role to a ministerial appointment later that month. He was then subsequently given the job himself in June but was forced to withdraw after public scrutiny into how he got the job led to two ongoing inquiries. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese is preparing to travel to Fiji for the Pacific Islands Forum, but there are already concerns about the summit following the announcement that Kiribati has withdrawn. 
Kiribati's president, Taniti Maumau, sent a letter to the forum to confirm their withdrawal, giving the reason that he feels Micronesian states within the 18-nation body have been sidelined. The move stems from frustrations that their preferred candidate for Secretary-General lost in a tight vote to former Cook Islands leader Henry Puna last year, causing several Micronesian nations to threaten to leave as a result. Kiribati's withdrawal is also seen as a deepening of China's influence in the region, as they had already switched their recognition from Taiwan to Beijing in 2019. Following last week's dramatic resignation of UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson, a slew of his Conservative colleagues are now racing to be chosen as the next party leader. There are 11 Tory hopefuls who have their eye on Britain's top job, including Foreign Secretary Liz Truss and former Chancellor Rishi Sunak and former Health Secretary Sajid Javid, whose resignations last week ultimately led to Mr Johnson's resignation. Many of the candidates are trying to appeal to the public and the party by promising to slash corporation tax, despite some predictions estimating that the UK economy is on track to reach 15% inflation. The 1922 Committee of Backbench Conservative MPs that organises leadership contests will meet later today to decide the timetable and rules of the contest. MPs will then engage in a process to whittle down the number of candidates to just two, at which point party members will ultimately decide a winner. That's your evening news headlines. If you want more from the quickie and indeed more on the scandals that finally forced Boris Johnson out of office, check out today's deep dive on the political turmoil in the UK, which includes an interview with Sir Norman Lamb, who spent two decades working as a British MP.